Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in the First Love Church, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward-Mills. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. Behold the darkness shall cover the earth And gross darkness cover the people But the Lord shall arise Amen! Come and clap your hands with me
God that we serve. Let's worship the Lord together as we sing this beautiful song. As we know that no one compares to him, no one comes close to him. Just lift up your hearts in worship today and sing unto God.
awesome God. Give him a shout of praise. He's an awesome God. And he always comes through for us, performs mighty miracles that even though weeping may enjoy it in the night, joy cometh in the morning and he turns our morning into dancing. So I need you to give the Lord a little dance as we celebrate him and we celebrate his greatness. Come on. Are you tired of praising?
Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time of praise and worship. We thank you for this time to be here in your presence. Holy Spirit, as we are gathered here, we welcome you to come in, take your place and have your way. As the word comes, may it not be just an encounter, but a supernatural encounter. Hallelujah. A supernatural encounter with God. And in order for that to happen, you know that God inhabits on the praises of his people. Yeah. So so when 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 we when we praise God, that, that that's where he comes. Uh yeah, you see? Uh-huh. So where he dwells, we'll praise his name. That's why we want to lift up his name. And, and we want to exalt his name up in here. Because his name is worthy to be praised. And through that, we know who we are. Hallelujah. We are one stuff for now. We know who we are. We will shout it loud. We will praise his name. We are the chosen generation. Oh, I require for life God has given me 
Dancing stars. Wow. Okay, so as it's Father's Day, we have some special Father's Day testimonies. Amen. About the importance and the benefits of having a father in our lives. So, first of all, let's welcome our brother, Vinilson. Nelson, so tell us who you are and where you're from. Uh, so, my name is Nelson. I'm part of the Ushers, and I also go. This is one like, of the fathers to be. Okay, and what do you do in church apart from being in the Ushers? Are you in a center? Uh, so, uh, so I'm a center leader also. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so that's basically it. So, I'm an Usher. I go to South Bank, and I'm a center leader. Beautiful. And what's your testimony about? So, uh, my testimony today is how I became closer to my Heavenly Father. Wow. So, where does it begin? Uh, so, it begins um, in South Bank, Freshers Fair. Um, so, before I actually ever joined um, or even started attending First Love, um, I knew of God. Well, I thought I knew of God. Well, I knew that of his existence. But I didn't really understand why, um, if there's a God why he would allow us to go through so many difficulties. And I was very confused uh, um, why I would go through so many problems in my life. Well, how many of you have asked the same question before? Mm-hmm. Okay. But, yeah, um, but on a certain day, um, I went to Freshers Fair. I was actually going to sign up for football. Yeah. And um, on my way to sign up for football, I uh, saw Tywo, um, 
this. But yeah, I saw Tyra and uh, he was like, yo, bro, sorry, bro. can I speak to you for one minute? I was like, no, 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 I need to go football. And um, he was like, yeah, no, please, I just want to talk to you about God. And I was like, oh, man, I really don't, I just want to go football. So, um, so during that conversation, I um, said, yeah, you can just have my number. Uh, so I gave him my number, I just changed the last digit. Wow, so that even though he's spoken to you, yeah. he wouldn't be able to contact you. At all. Hey. Wow, people have tactics. Hey. Okay. So I changed the last digit, and then I, I didn't even sign up for football. So yeah, it was, yeah, I was, and then um, I think three, four weeks after, I was going to my lesson, and um, on my way there, he was like, ah, oh, bro, what happened? I've been trying so to he work. caught you? Hey. Well, so those of you that you changed the last digit, be careful. Because we'll catch you. Okay. So, um, he was like, I've been trying to contact you for the longest time. I was like, oh, yeah, no, sorry. Um, so, from there, he actually, I actually gave him my real number. Yeah. Um, but still, I was, I was stubborn. But um, one day, I think he must have caught me in the library. He was like, oh, yeah, bro, for 10, 15 minutes, let's just go to church. I was like, oh, man, I'm not too sure about church. I need to do my coursework. And... Um, and then I must have went for the for 10, 15 minutes. Uh, I literally took 10, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, and then I was out. Um, and then the next week, the same thing. And then the other week, the same thing. And then um, I recall Pastor Emmanuel talking about a strange woman. And I was... Hey, yeah. And, and I was like, oh, this message is so relatable. I actually... I like this message. Yeah. Uh, I like this message. So um, from there, I try to um, try to actually come consistently every week. And um, from there, I, I haven't looked back, and I'm not going back. So. Wow. So how would you describe your relationship with God now? Because you mentioned before that you were yeah. angry with God. Why yeah. would he allow you to go through all of the things that you're going through? Yeah, so um, during... So being in the church uh, after a couple of weeks, I kind of I started to realize that um, God has actually always had my back, and that He's always looked after me. It's just that I wasn't, um, I wasn't, my eyes weren't open to actually see it. Um, the people that He put in my life, like um, Tyro, LP Haggai, um, and even um, <laughs> and even Bishop, um, yeah, like it, like, um, and then. <laughs> They've been deliberately placed. Yeah, they've been deliberately placed. It's not like I even had the choice to even meet these people. I never, in a million years, would have thought that I would have been in church right now, um, even listening to messages and stuff like that. So, um, I would like to say it's a blessing. Wow! Clap your hands for Benilson. It's a blessing to find your heavenly Father. Would you like one more testimony? Then let's welcome Kafira to share a powerful testimony. and I am part of the film stars and I'm part of Notting Hilber Centre Wow and what's your testimony about? Um, my testimony is about how um, I got a job through the encouragement and prayers of a spiritual father Wow so where does it stop? 
Um, it started about four years ago. I moved down to London for a internship. And during that time whilst I was in London, I joined First Love London and I absolutely loved it. I loved listening to Bishop preach. I loved um, his encouragement, speaking to him. Um, it was just amazing. So I decided that I really wanted to stay in London. Um, however, staying in London, it just, it wasn't easy. Like, Why wasn't it easy? Explain <laughs> it to us. Um, it wasn't easy because I needed to find a job and a stable, steady, permanent job. And all I can find was short-term contracts, temp jobs, um, getting redundancies. It, oh. was, it wasn't easy at all. So throughout this time, I would message Bishop and be like, I don't get this job, I want to give up, I want to go home, Bishop, like I've had enough. And so it was like failure after failure yeah. after failure. And every time Bishop would encourage me and tell me to keep applying, keep going, um, which I did. Um, especially earlier this year, I had a job rejection and I was just absolutely done. And I told Bishop, I don't want to stay in London anymore. So you, were you packing your bags to go back? I was actually packing my bags Where were you back. living before? I was living in Leicester. So you were going from London back to Leicester? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Wow. And um, Bishop told me that, don't worry, that job wasn't the real job for you. Keep applying. And I was like, okay, even though I was half, halfway out of London. <laughs> um, fast forward to a few months, um, still applying for jobs. And I was in church and Bishop was praying over communion. And he was saying that whatever doors that have been closed to us, um, they will be opened. And I really held on to those that prayer and that prophecy and I've wanted to believe it so bad because I actually did want to stay in London. Um, the very next day I got a email saying that I got a job and it was a permanent job. Wow I thought you'd be clapping. So the very next day very you got an email day. after Bishop had prayed. Yes. Wow. May you also receive an overnight miracle. So did you take the job? I took the job. Um I'm working at the job now, I'm enjoying it, um, and I just want to thank Bishop Richard for his prayers, his encouragement. If it wasn't for Bishop, I wouldn't be in London now. Well, you'd be in Leicester. I'd be in Leicester. It's true. <laughs> Forgive. My film star would have been in Leicester. Okay, wow. So, any final words of encouragement for everyone who's heard your testimony? Um, I just want to encourage everybody to just stay close to the spiritual father that we have here, Bishop Richard, because he is such a blessing. He encourages us, he prays for us, he preaches to us. Um, if you don't stick close, then you'll miss out on your massive blessing. Wow, clap for Kofira. It's beautiful. And it's a blessing to have a spiritual father. Amen. Are you still excited? Look, your excitement can't die down. It's like we're on a plane. We've taken off now. No, I still don't feel it. I still don't feel it. Oh. On this side, I definitely don't feel it. Well, with a loud scream and with excitement and with joy, let's welcome the Greater Love Choir!
Tell your neighbor, wow. Wow. Are you going to build the house of God? If you are, give me a wave. Beautiful. Well, we've come to the most important time in the service. And I'm so excited. Because I've been waiting for this day to come. Because I really, 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 really missed our pastor. But he's back. So with a loud shout of excitement, let's welcome Bishop Richard A. Father, thank you. We lift our hands and surrender to you. We expect a miracle today. We expect a blessing. We expect a word, Lord, of wisdom, of instruction, and of direction, Lord. Guide us by your precious Holy Spirit. Thank you for the blessing of gathering together and coming together as a church in your great name, Lord. Let your will be done today. Bless us, save us, give us direction and light through your word. Thank you for healing, thank you for miracles, and thank you for answered prayer, Lord. Let your presence be with us, and let your blessing, O God, be on this congregation. Thank you for your word. Anoint your word, Lord. Let your word come anointed, Lord. Let your Holy Spirit fill this atmosphere. Thank you for the great impact of your word. In Christ Jesus' name I pray. And everybody shall say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Take your seats. Hallelujah. Well, good to see all of you again. It's been three Sundays, isn't it? It felt long. It was just three Sundays. So um, I bring you greetings from everywhere I have been. I've been in church. 
um, all these three weeks. I don't know where you have been. How many of you have been in church for the past three weeks? How many of you missed some of the services? Speak the truth and shame the devil. Okay, God bless you. There's one innocent, good person there who is confessing that he has missed some Sundays. So, well, I bring you greetings from um, the first place I was in was in Latvia. We had. You'll be there, you'll be there. Yes. We had Catch the Anointing Conference with. Yeah, in Latvia. And then from there, uh, we had a camp with Bishop in Melbourne. Melbourne, I said, Australia. Will he be there too? Okay. Then from Melbourne, we went to Rockhampton. Rockhampton is also in Australia. So we're in Rockhampton for, um, there was a church program. There was a church there, Bishop was preaching there, so we went to Rockhampton. Then from Rockhampton, we flew all the way to Singapore. Okay? Yes. Okay, I'm telling you everywhere I've been. Wow. Uh, in Singapore, we had uh, a bishops' conference. Wow. So all the bishops in UD, worldwide, we had um, a conference there. Wow. And um, from Singapore, <laughs> I saw an open door that there was a pastors' conference for all the lay pastors in UD in Israel yes so I was there lady pastor Eva was there pastor Edmund was there so we had a jolly good time and Dr. Khan was also there yes Dr. Khan was there yeah so I think you should hurry up and become pastors so that you can join some of these movements. Because all the movements you can see is about pastors, isn't it? Yes. So it's a, it's a great experience. Israel, you should, you, should, you should visit Israel to have a great, great experience of um, where our Savior was born, lived, worked. There is ministry work in Israel. You know, sometimes you wonder why is Israel important. Israel is important because that's where Jesus lived and worked. If he, he had been in Egypt, he would have gone to Egypt. Or if he had, he had gone to Kenya. If Jesus was born in Kenya, did ministry work in Kenya, we'll be, in, um, we'll be going to Kisumu and, um, and where? Where are the places? Where? Mombasa and where else? Nakuru. And Naivasha, but he was not in uh, where Masai Mara, <laughs> but he didn't go to any of these places. Yes, yeah, so that's why we don't go there. When we go there, it means that when you hear that we're at uh, Masai Mara, you know immediately that we're on holiday. Yes, we're on holiday and we are looking at wildlife. But he was in Israel, so it's good to go to Israel to be on the Sea of Galilee. When you're on the Sea of Galilee, you see all the action spots that Jesus was. You see um, Tiberias, you see Capernaum, you see Gadara. You know, remember the madman of Gadara? Yeah, so you see Gadara. You see right there. This is where, this is where he cast out um, 
those plenty demons out of that guy. So you see all the places, and then the sea of God, that's the sea that he walked on. You remember Jesus walked on the sea? Yeah. Yeah, so you see all of these, they are real places. So you have to be there. Are you going to be in Israel? Yes. To have a real experience that your savior was a real person and a real human being who did real great works. It's not imaginary. It's not imaginary. If I, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you go to Israel, you will realize that Jesus is a real person. He must have been a real person. Because you would even understand why he was rejected. You will see when you look at the whole place and you see someone just gets up and says that I'm the son of God and I'm working miracles. You know, he cursed, he cursed the city of Capernaum. He cursed Capernaum, Chorazin, and some of those places that rejected him. So when you go there today, you see Nazareth exists. All the other places that he didn't curse, they all exist apart from these places. He said Capernaum doesn't exist. They'll try and show you that, oh, this is where Capernaum, but there's nobody lives in Capernaum. There's nothing like Capernaum. But the other places are there. You see, Tiberias is there. But where Jesus cursed, it's disappeared. You'll be in Israel. Yes. And you see, you see real things. Real things and great things. Even though the people there don't believe in him, they don't believe in him. That would even stir up your faith even more. That he must be real. You see, if, if you read, if you read, one of the things that struck me, you know, also because Bishop kept sharing with us different things. You see, when you're going to Israel, you have to go with the right person too. Otherwise, you won't understand anything. You won't enjoy anything. You have to make sure that the right person is there to explain things to you. So make sure that Bishop is around to explain things. You're like, you'll be lost. You just go and eat, you just go and eat fish and uh, and look at and take pictures. But you need someone to really explain things to you and point out things to you. One of the things that struck me on this visit is what I was saying to you that Jesus didn't go to Kenya or Ghana or Abuja. Do you know Abuja? It's a place. Or Kingston, Jamaica. He wasn't there. He, that's, not, that's not where he worked. So what, what it tells you is that God chose Israel. He chose that place. And said, so like, I like these people. Out of this place is going to come a savior. I'm going to use one of them. I don't know why today people stand on the streets in Peckham and different places and they argue that Jesus was a black man or Jesus was a green man. I mean, even that he was, you know, don't, you say, don't stop at such, such things and waste your time. Whether he was a blue man, the important thing is that he shed his blood. It's his blood that we are interested in. No, it's not the color of his skin. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your Don't let anybody waste your time on, on these things and, and derail you into all sorts of nonsense. Yes, but you see that, and see, he can only choose one person. Just just as you all you also only choose, you can only also only choose one person to marry. There could be a lot of nice people, but you will choose one. Won't you choose one? Hey, you look like so you had other ideas. No. No, you have one. 
Yes, it's one. It's one that you can have. I don't know what you're thinking about, but it's one. You see, when you choose somebody, when you choose something, it's your choice. And you expect a certain response. You see, you expect a certain response. If you, when you read Jeremiah especially, when you read Jeremiah, you will see and you will feel God's disappointment about Israel. It's like, these are, these are, it's like you are, you are ordinary people and I chose you. And instead of you responding to my love, and respond that I like you, I chose you, I wanted you. Rather, it's like they don't like him. It's like it's a bother. So you see through, through Jeremiah and the book of Lamentations, you will see God talking and describing. I mean, in Jeremiah, especially is where you will see him describing them in different ways. Different ways. One of ways he described them as wild camels. That is camels that have gone Wild, untamed, untrained, doing anything they want to do. And that's, that's Tel Aviv today. Still, they, don't, they don't believe in it, but you, you'll feel it. It's like someone, it's like the people, perhaps the people that he didn't choose, would rather have believed in him and liked him more. And following him and travel there to go and see the Savior. But the people that he showed love and he chose one of them don't seem. To want him. You would think, you think, when you hear of Israel, you think the whole nation is full of Jesus lovers, isn't it? No, it's not like that. It's the gay capital of the world. Yeah, your jaws are dropping. So you see, it rather, it brings out to you the truths of the Bible. All the things the Bible has predicted is there. All the tour guides and everything, you can see that they are working for money. Hey! You think the things they are pointing out to you, they believe that they... No, no, no. Money. Money men. <laughs> but anyway. You see, for me, it's a blessing that I've come back stronger. Believing God more. Knowing that God's word is, God's word is true. When I look at it, the God's word is true. It's real. Prophecies are real and true that you don't like this. It's like I like you, you don't like me. I don't know that you've liked someone who didn't like you before. But you people, you are so young. When did you have all these experiences? You seem to know a lot of things. It's like. So that's when I ask the question and you respond. It's as though I'm talking to 70-year-olds. Eh? How come? How come you are younger? You've seen so much in life. When did you start living? <laughs> it's not wonderful to ask a 23-year-old, have you loved somebody in life? It's like, they really understand it. <laughs> Don't grow up too fast, okay? And may your heart be healed. If, if ever you've suffered pain, be healed. Be healed. What did Tina just say? He has suffered. Be healed, brother. May your heart be healed. Yes. God will give you, God will give you better people. There's always someone good that God has prepared for you. Yes. 
Just don't backslide over someone who has hurt you or someone who has this. Don't backslide over that. It means that all it means. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? What it means is that. What it means is that that person is not the right person for you. There's someone better. Oh, yes. There's someone better. And there's someone good. Who will love you. Perhaps even more than you love the person. It's very nice when someone loves you more than you love the person. Do you know that? You have to pretend as though you can't see, but you have to enjoy the love. You just, you just pretend like, you know, you know, why is he all over me like that? He's all over. You see, one, one day my neighbor, <laughs> my neighbor was, is like, uh, he must be about 73 years now. Yeah, the grown up man. I was, I was driving out. He stood on the way, on the driveway, and he stopped me. I think he's had a marital crisis that, that morning. That morning, he's had a problem. So I was going out, he stopped me. See, usually, he just stands there and says hello and stands out. But this one, he put his head inside my car. <laughs> Do you understand? He put his head in there. And he asked me a question. He asked me a question. The question he asked me is that he said that, why is it that when we put this band on their finger, do you know, he's asking, in other words, when we marry them, when, we, when a man marries a woman, he said, why is it that then they change? Then he said, then he said, see, although I was looking at it because I was wondering, what's he talking about? I mean, he said, what's going on this morning? Then he said, before we marry them, they're all over us like a rash. <laughs> And you see, I was sitting in the car, and I was just staring. I didn't know what to do. So do you know what he said? He said, no, tell me. It's the same in your house, isn't it? <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like, don't pretend like you don't know what I'm talking about. It's the same over there. Is she not like a landlady? Has she not been telling you what to do? <laughs> The old man was lamenting. He was lamenting. In his old age, he was lamenting. Lamenting that this person, before I married her, it's like, it's like anything I say she will do. Now that we are married. Because here, so he's waking up early in the morning to lament inside my car. <laughs> his head was in the car. His body was outside. <laughs> he was lamenting. And he was asking, he said, he said, you are the man of the cloth. You should understand these things. What is it? What is it? He said, why? Since we put a band on their finger, they've changed. You can't get there to do anything. She said, he said, since she woke up this morning, she sent me out to do the garden. <laughs> hey! <laughs> After that, he said, after that, there's a shopping list waiting for me. <laughs> I, had to, I had to encourage him. He said, don't worry. God is with you. <laughs> That's how it is. That's how it is. But, you know, when you receive love, always love back. Yes. Don't take it for granted. Always love back. Because you know how it is. You know what it is like when you don't have love. Remember the earlier question I asked you, how many of you have had this? See how all of you respond as though you are, as though I'm talking to a room of 72-year-olds. 
So when you receive that, the day you get the chance, always laugh back and appreciate it. Uh, anyway, so that's my greetings from all the places that I've been. Um, and so, I want to continue sharing with you what I shared with you the last time I saw you. Do you remember what I shared with you? You've forgotten already. You've forgotten, isn't it? So I'll remind you. Remind you what I talked about because I'm going to continue still talking about that. And I talked to you about the work of ministry. The work of ministry. Working for God. Working for God. Doing the work of the ministry. What I'm doing, what I'm doing, and all the things I've told you where I've been, here, there, there, there. It's a work of ministry. It's not, I've not been on holiday. I wish I was on holiday. I've not been on holiday. I've not rested. I've not been sleeping. Meetings after meetings and different things. By the time we get, by the time we get off one flight, there's a meeting that has started already. We're diving into a meeting. Yeah. So it's a work. Or say, ministry is work. Serving God is work. My first sleep I had was Friday night. After a long time. I mean like a full sleep. Because I said, now I'm at home. This is full sleep. Let me even turn my phone. I even turned my phone off. By the time I turned it on, my, my daughter was stranded at the train station looking for me to pick her up. I was gone. <laughs> I just said, I just said, darling, I mean. <laughs> when, I saw, when I saw the message, I just replied, I said, where are you? <laughs> he said, I'm in bed, daddy. I'm in bed. <laughs> of course, no problem. We'll talk when we see sunlight. <laughs> but that's a that's the first full sleep I've had. So it says the ministry is work. I know it sounds nice when you hear Latvia, Singapore. Singapore sounds very nice, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you, you should go there for your honeymoon. Yes. But ministry, one of the things I, I need you to know about us is that ministry is work. And you should be interested in the work of the ministry. And doing the work of the ministry. Don't just be, don't just be um, uh, people who just come to church to cheer on. You see, don't make your pastor into like a, a celebrity. That when you see the pastor, that you scream. Yeah, like you see Michael Jackson. Hey. You see, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's nice to appreciate. It's nice to appreciate your pastor, to appreciate people that God has given to you. That's a blessing. It's okay to appreciate them, but you have to understand what they are and what they are doing, so that you can also learn from what they are doing and do even more. Otherwise, if otherwise you realize you reduced, you've reduced them because they're demotion to reduce them into celebrities. So like people that when we see, we scream. <laughs> Have you, seen, have you seen those uh, pop stars when they, uh, they are fancy? Them? All sorts of sounds. But the work of the ministry is what I want to talk to you about for a little while. And then I'll release you to go enjoy the rest of Father's Day. Okay, Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 10, I believe. It says that he that descended, he that descended, is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. 
And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. Keep going. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Okay, so you want to go back to verse 12. It says that, it says that, verse 11 says that we're given, we have been given apostles, we've been given evangelists, we've been given prophets, we've been given pastors and teachers. And this is what they are supposed to, this is the work, this is the work of the apostle, the evangelist, the prophet, the pastor, and the teacher. They are there for the perfecting of the saints, that's for the saints to mature. Perfecting means maturing, growing up, growing up. So when you're in the church, after a while, you're expected to have matured. To have grown up, to have become a shepherd, a basenta leader, a center director, a pastor. After a while, because after a while, when you don't mature, what happens is that that's where that's where you get people who start murmuring and complaining and talking because they are not doing anything. I mean, have how many, how many of you here watch football? There are a group of people, there are a group of people who sit in the studio. During every football match, they sit in a studio with drinks in front of them. They are called football pundits. And they run commentary. And you see, the things they see and the things they complain about and they talk about, at the end of every match, when you ask the footballers themselves, those who are on the field, did you realize that? They said, no, we haven't watched it. We have to watch it to see what you are saying. We, we haven't noticed we didn't see this problem. We didn't see that there was a problem here. We haven't seen it. You are the ones who are, you see, when you are watching something, when you are standing back and looking on whilst others are working, you see all the problems. When you are not singing, that's when you see who is singing and is going off key. When you are singing, you don't see. So you see, anytime you see a problem, it means you are idle. Yes, you are idle. Anytime you see it, it means you are not involved. When you see dancing stars dancing, and you say that, look, they can't keep to their line. Then you see that lady, did you see that lady at the back? She's out of, she's out of the, the whatever, beat or whatever, she's off. It means you're not dancing with them, because those of them dancing are really having a good time. They're enjoying serving God, working for God, doing for God, dancing for God. They are really excited about it. But those who aren't involved are the ones who have Things to say because they are not maturing and growing up. And the Bible is saying that you have pastors and teachers for the maturing of the saints for the work of the ministry. So you are expected to do the work of the ministry as you've been in church and as you stay in church. After you get saved, you go through whatever you have to go through and now you are, you are in the church you are expected to be maturing for the work of the ministry. Maturing for the work of the ministry. It's like, it's like life. We expect you after primary school, after primary school, where do you go next? Secondary school. After secondary school, where do you go? College. Sixth form, whatever. Whatever you call it, isn't it? Whatever you find, wherever you find yourself. Then after that, you go where? 
Yes. So I say you're making progress in life. It's almost as though there's a natural progress that is expected from everyone. Then after that, you get a job. You get a job. You get a job that the next thing you do is what? You marry. Stop pretending. (laughs) Don't marry anybody who hasn't got a job. Adam had a job. Someone comes to my ask the president, do you have a job? The only thing Adam had was a job. He didn't have a house. He didn't have a car, but he had a job. Yes, God had given him a job to name all the animals and to till the land. So he was working. I'm sure out of that he would buy a car or a helicopter or something, whatever he, whatever he needed, but he could make. Yes. So he's all saying that, oh, he's very handsome. Oh, he's so handsome. Oh, pastor, he's so handsome. When I see him, my heart moves from the left to the right and then back again. No, he's all saying that, rather, think. Has he got a job? He's got a job. B45 or B60? Which one has he got? Are you there? Perfecting the saints. So you see, that there's, in the natural, there's a progression. In your Christian life, too, I'm pointing out to you that there's a progression. Don't believe. See, when you see someone who is not making the natural progression, we have explanations. We say, oh, maybe he can't do this. Maybe he doesn't have this. Maybe he has an event. Best of all, we say he's lazy. He's a lazy person. He's a lazy person. Because lazy people are poor people. One of the causes of poverty is laziness. Yes, one of the causes of poverty is laziness. Laziness that sometimes can't be solved. It's one of, it's one of the leading causes of poverty. It's laziness. People who don't work, people who don't like work. Go to a poor nation. One of the things you see is that a whole lot of unemployed people. You see, once I was, I was landing in a certain country, which starts with uh, one of the alphabets. I remember that day I was on Lufthansa. And Lufthansa arrives in that country at 2.15 p.m. And I was sitting next to this, this guy who has an aim for money. That day I was reading Art of Shepherding throughout the flight. So at a point, he just asked me, I don't, I don't want to make the ax, do the accent. That you see where I was going. But he asked me, what book is that? <laughs> I said, Act of Shepherding. Then he said, what is it about? So I explained to him what it's about. Then he said, is it about people? Managing people? Then he said, that's a bad job. He said, that's the worst job you ever want to have. <laughs> he said, people? No. People, he said, people. He kept saying, people, no. Don't, don't, he said, don't work, don't, don't try leading people. No. Then, as we're about to land in that place, he said to me, look out of the window. So I looked out the window. He said, he said, what can you see? I said, I don't know, it's buildings and roads. He said, no, money. He said, can't you see money? I said, no, I can't see money. He said, no, there's money. He said, look well, there's money. I said, I can't see money. Then he said, he said, look at the roads. The roads have not been done. He said, all the roads are brown, red sand, red. No tarred road. He said, that is money. 
that is my name. So it's like, it's like, he's, he said, it's like, I'm coming for it. <laughs> I'm coming for it. He said, there's gold here. He said, there's gold here. He said, look. He said, he said to me, look, what do you see? I said, what can I see? What, can I, what, what is there to see? I see houses. He said, no. I said, what is it? He said, money. He said, can't you see? He said, they changed from money to gold. He said, can't you see the gold? I can see gold. I said, where? He said, the roads, they are all not done. I'm coming for it. <laughs> I'm going for it. I can see gold. Out of shepherding, he said, no. You should go for money. But you see, when you land in that place, you see able-bodied men unemployed. You see them actually standing at the airport. You wonder, you wonder what they are doing at the airport. They stand at the airport. Well, you, they, don't, they, are, they don't know anybody who is coming from anywhere, but they are there. Do you understand? It's not like they are there to welcome someone. They don't know anybody who is coming. They, they, they are not expecting anybody. But they are, they are expecting people. That perchance, when they help them carry their bag, they'll get a dollar or five dollars. So they are there. A poor body young man. When you get to your car, about three of them will appear. You see, your little suitcase to lift it into the car, about three will appear to help put, whilst you are putting your things, they'll help somewhere there just to help put it in. And then afterwards, they'll say, Master, I did hear. Master, your boy stayed the ground. Master, your boy stayed the ground. We are here. We are here for you, sir. Director. Chief, Chief Justice, Manager, Boss, Senior. I'm explaining to you that when you see poverty, one of the reasons is laziness. When you see someone who is also not doing well in the in his Christian life, which I'm pointing out to you that today the Bible says that he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of body of Christ is church. Edifying is building for the building of the church. For the building of the church. For the building of the church. That the church will be built. That the church will be built. Wow. But when we don't get involved in the work of the ministry, there are different factors and different reasons why you are not involved in the work. Because it is work. When you get involved in the, in the ministry, you'll be tired. One of the effects of work is tiredness. When you are working, you get tired. How many of you have worked before? You must all have worked before. Anyway, you get tired. Whatever type of work, anything that you know, you, you, um, okay, you work, you get tired. So, on this journey of the work of the ministry, you need to know perhaps what do I need to know that I have to do the work of the ministry? That's a question we are asking ourselves today and we want to answer. So I'm going to start from Colossians chapter 4. 
and verse 17. Ah. And say to Archippus, it's like, it's, like, say, it's, like, it's like someone has written a letter to me and saying that. It's like Bishop Dag has written a letter to me and saying, and saying to me that, say to Shamus, okay. say to him, say to Shamus that, take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. It's like I've received a letter saying that, say to him, your judgment that I know, the chap who sits behind you on Sunday, every day, say to him that he should take heed means pay attention to the ministry. Do you have any any translation that speaks English? (laughs) Take heed to the ministry. It says to Archippus, be sure to carry out the ministry the Lord gave you. Be sure. Be sure to carry out the ministry. There's a ministry that God has said, be sure to carry out the ministry. You see, when you get to heaven, when you get to heaven, when you get to heaven, you'll be surprised. You will not be asked what wig you wore on earth. Whether it was Egyptian hair or Indian hair or Norwegian hair or Swedish hair. But you'll be asked about the ministry. So say, say to him, be sure to carry out the ministry. Be sure to carry out the ministry. Say to him, tell him. Tell him. Tell Haggai. Tell Haggai, be sure to carry out the ministry which the Lord gave to you. Be sure. Because you're, you're not saved by accident or by chance. Your salvation is not something that's happened to you accidentally. God has a plan for you. That's why he saved you. He saved you with a plan. He, had the, he has a plan. That's why he saved you. So he said, be sure to carry out. I was saved. How many years ago? Many years ago. I didn't know. I'll be preaching. I didn't know I'll be preaching. I didn't know I was even saved as a preacher. When I was saved, when I was, saved, I, was I was a six hours. I, I just finished sixth form. I was a student. I didn't know what I was doing in life. It just, it just I have found Christ. I was happy to have found Christ. But I, as I moved on, I discovered. As I moved on and I met what you would call in normal day-to-day language, mentors. That is people to train me. People to lead me. I discovered that there is something called ministry. Ministry. That I had to enter into and to be sure that I fulfill and carry out the ministry. The work of the ministry. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 4. NASB. 2 Timothy chapter 4. NASB. Okay. It says, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God. And of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom. Verse 2. Preach the word. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. Verse 3. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but warning, but wanting, but wanting to have their ears tickled. They will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires. Do you know usually when you have some needs, you are happy to hear about those things being talked about? I mean, you'd be surprised if I do a survey here and ask that, what would you like me to preach about today? You'd be surprised at what people want me to preach about. And everybody's topic will be based on their needs. Because we have tickling ears. Have you ever put 
um, that cutting bad in your ear. <laughs> yes. Hey, you, 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 push it, you keep pushing it deeper because you want it to get to, it has to touch a certain spot. Mm-hmm. Look, one of the battles, one of the battles of pastors, one of the battles of pastors, it's not what you think is their battle. One of the greatest battles of pastors is to stay on course and to preach the right thing. I'm sure a lot of you will be expecting that today is Father's Day. I can see if you invited different people to church. I'm sure a lot of you will be expecting that. Oh, I should be talking about fathers. How is you honor for That one I've told you before today. That's why you respect your fathers today. I've told you before. I've, told, I've prepared you already for today. Yes. That's why you, you started talking to your father. You were not talking to them. Yeah. Because mommy told you he's a useless man. You believed it. Yes. But we told you here that don't follow mommy's battles. Anyway, don't change my topic. One of, one, of the, one of the strongest battles for pastors is to stay on course and to preach the right thing. To, pre- to continue preaching salvation, work of the ministry. It's a, it's a battle because the temptation, when you look at people, you look at their faces. This one needs money. This one needs a husband. This one needs, um, what do you need? An earring. This one needs a wife. This one, what, what, what do you need? This one needs food. <laughs> so you see, you, 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 you prepare. Before you are preparing messages. That. What the people want to hear. And not what they need. Not what they need. What they want to hear. So here, he says that the people won't like sound doctrine, but they want to have their ears tickled. They will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own needs. Verse 4. And will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. Verse 5. But you, Haggai and Shamus, but you, be sober. Do you understand what sober means? Sober means sober means you're not affected by anything else. Nothing is affecting you. When someone is sober, it means it's not it's not under the influence of alcohol. Traditional def- definition. But it means that there's no external influence or unwanted influence on your thinking and on your life. So be sober. So even though you see demands and different needs in life, be sober and stay with the word of God. The fact that you have an exam doesn't mean that you can't go soul winning. Be sober. Prepare for the exam. Pass your exam. You can pass your exam and you will pass your exam. But it doesn't mean that a soul shouldn't be saved. Be sober. The fact that your boy has left you, you've had a broken heart, doesn't mean you should stop serving God. He is not God. He has never been God. He will never be God. You can't be, you can't be serving God because you are in love with a man. You serve God because you are in love with God. With God. With God. With God. So be sober. Do you understand? Be sober. Be sober. 
The fact that you've got, you've got a good job doesn't mean you should stop going to church because now you've got a good job. Now you earn 65K. 65K, so and so what? And so what? And so what? And so what? <laughs> Have you not been around? You've been around long enough to know that. I mean, we are not, we are not a, a group of people who are impressed by such things. We saw it before you came. Hmm. I look outside, I see a river. River view. I was in Sydney once and I saw some river view apartments. Yes. So I went to ask for the price. And they said, because of the river, millions of dollars per apartment. You say you'll be there. (laughs) But you don't want it. It's a good thing, it's a nice thing to look out of your window and see a river. Take a selfie, yes. No problem. What I'm saying to you is that be sober. You see, to serve God, you need to be sober. If you're not sober, you can't serve God. All the things the devil throws at you will affect you. Before I realize you've been blown out. Well, you've been thrown out because you are not sober. You are easily influenced. Easily influenced. And the God of this world has his things that he throws at Christians. And when they come under the influence of that thing, they can't do anything again. They can't serve God. They can't give offerings. They can't pay tithe. They can't have time. They can't have time for the work of the ministry because the God, the God of this world is calling for them. Look, First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 20. Let me show you a verse. Because this is something that says, we are, you see, it's like when you are not sacrificing for God or not working for God, you think you are not doing anything at all. But look at the verse. But I say that the things with the Gentiles sacrifice, everybody has a sacrifice. Everybody is sacrificing something. They sacrifice to devils and not to God. <laughs> When you're not sacrificing for God, you're sacrificing for devils. When you're not working for God, you're working for devils. You're working hard to sustain the projects that the world has thrown at you. That is how come you can't do the work of the ministry. You can't do the work of the ministry. Because you, your, heart, your heart has been caught by other things. Is it one day someone told me that her mother said to her, her mother said to her that you've got a boyfriend or whatever. And she was shocked. So now she's telling me, it's like, how did mommy find out? How did she? I said, mommy found out because your sacrifices in the house has changed because you've got a new God. So your attention, you, you are not even aware that your attention has turned. It's very, look, little children, it's very easy to catch you. There are no new tricks. It's very, it's very easy when you, you see, even your behavior changes. 
You used, used to go, used to go out in joggers, pants, and trainers. Now, when you're going out, you don't wear some things again. It's very easy. Just go to the same Sainsbury's and go into so you see the the time you will take to prepare before you step out. It's so easy. It's so easy to you know. Because now you are sacrificing to some. So I was explaining. I was, like, I was explaining to her. That's how mommy caught you. You should have just told her that Tommy is in love with me, and I'm in love with Tommy. You have just, you have just told her, but you didn't say it. You thought you could hide when your phone rings. Ring, ring. Then you take the phone. You used to answer all your calls there and say, "Hello, pastor. Hello, bishop." Now when the phone rings and you take the phone. you are doing your mom has done it before and even worse she also did it I know things and and we know what we want to (laughs) your sons are awful calls that was your age of innocence and purity but when other things were thrown in Excuse me, mommy. I mean, what? Well, she don't wonder what is it that you can't say in her presence? What, 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 why can't you talk here? Anyway, back to Second Timothy chapter four, verse five. So everybody is sacrificing. Everybody is working. You see, you, there's no one is neutral. You are either working for God or you are working for the world, and working for Satan and working for other things. But you, be sober in all things, endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Fulfill your ministry. Fulfill your ministry. So now, in this journey of fulfilling your ministry, what are the things you must take note of to know that God is drawing me to do the work of the ministry? That's what I want to start talking to you about. Fulfill your ministry. Because you need to know, how, how would I know? How would I know? How did I know that I have a calling? How did I know that God wants me to serve him? How did I know that God wants me, wanted me to work for him? How did I know that there was something that God wanted me to? Because I, I'm, I was, I'm one of the children that my mother and father had. I'm one of them, one of the children. I'm not like an only child. I'm one of the children. I'm not even the firstborn. I'm one of the children. I'm one of the children in the primary school I went to. I'm one of the children in the secondary school I went to. I'm one of the children in the university I went to. I'm one of the children at the workplace, wherever I was working. I'm one of the people that was there. So how did I know that I can work for God and that there's a ministry, which is the working for God. Working for God is a ministry. How do I know there's something that I had to fulfill? I'll just give you one point today. One point today. One indicator for you to know that when I see this, it means that I've got to follow that thing to work for God and never give up. And never, you see, it's like it's like it's like turning on your television, turning on your television with hundred channels. Which channel do you watch? Which channel do you watch? Which channel do you watch? I've sat there. I've sat there many times 
many times and looking for something to, you know, to watch this for happiness. And I've gone through from channel, from channel A to channel Z. And I couldn't find anything. There was no interest. Because there are so many channels. So in your life, there are so many channels. Which channels will you stay on? So many, so many channels. So many channels. So many things are pulling you and calling you. Which one will you stay with? Yesterday was, yesterday afternoon was, or evening, late afternoon. I said, I just need something to watch so I can even fall asleep watching. So I started. Started. Do you know why I stopped? I saw Golf Channel. And I saw Tiger Woods. There I stopped. The next thing I realized was I was waking up. Because he put me to sleep. But I, I saw a channel that I could stay with. So I'm going to show you channels that when you see it, you stay with that channel. As long as you see that, you know, oh, this is a channel. This is the channel that I was talked about. Let me see what is there. What is there? What is on this channel? What is on this channel? What is showing? Are you ready for first the point number one? Today is just one point. Just one. Then we are going home to have dinner with daddy. I hope you've been nice to your daddies today. Have you been nice to them? There's a blessing in being nice to your father. There's a, a special blessing. First Timothy chapter 3. I just want to show you one point. One channel. Alan, when you see that channel, you know, ah, this is it. This is what has been happening to me. This is what has been happening to me. Because a lot of you, when you see, I have one of the messages, one of the questions I've not been able to answer. Several people have asked me that question. Like, How do you keep going? How did you become Mr. Bishop? How have you stayed with this? I've been asked that question a million times. I don't know the answer, but today I'm answering it. It says that this is a true saying. This is a true saying. If a man desired the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. The first light or indicator of fulfilling your ministry and doing the work of the ministry are your desires. Your desires. Can you see, if, if this is a true saying, if a, man sees, if a man sees an angel or dreams of angel, then he is called to, into the office of a bishop. Is that what the Bible is saying? No. It's if you desire. How many of you have desires? Yeah. We all have desires, isn't it? Some of the desires you don't want to talk about. That's the channel you shouldn't stay on. That's the channel you shouldn't stay on. There's so, there so many things. There's so many things on the whatever box you have in your house. So many channels there. It doesn't mean you should watch everything. The fact that it's there in your house doesn't mean that you should watch everything. There are channels I didn't even know existed in my house. But I was talking to someone in another country where the person said to me, I visited London. And after this channel, he mentioned the number. After this channel, do you know this is what comes up next? I said, I've never seen it before. Never. So when I came home, I went to check. I said, hey, whoa. Hey, whoa. 
Ewo. I said, is this part of the money I've been paying? It's part of it. It's one of the channels. But no, hear me out. Hear me out well. It doesn't mean you should stay with those channels. Though it exists. Though it's part of you. Though it is there. So you have desires. Many of you have different desires. You have different feelings. Hey, your feelings. And your desire. So you see, you major, you have majored on the wrong channels and the wrong desires. And therefore you feel because I have such a desire, I can't enter into the work of the ministry. Not true. Not true. You have a desire as well to do the work of the ministry. You have to zero in on the desire for the work of the ministry. And ignore the other desires. Don't fast about it. Don't pray about it. Don't do anything about it. Just follow the right desire that you have. Don't worry about the other feelings that I imagine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. I tell you, don't worry about it. You are teaching. It doesn't mean you are disqualified. It is there. Like those channels are in my house. It's there. It's always there. It's always there. But as it's there, there's also golf channel. There's also BT Sport. There's also Channel. There's also Wildlife. Yes, National Geographic. It's also there. So which one will I watch? Which one will I stay with? There's also God TV. There's also Revelation TV. Different channels. And there's also that one. Hmm. 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 Which one? Which one? So, how many of you told me you had feelings? Let me say you had feelings. Plenty. Different feelings. Are all your feelings always to pray? I didn't think so either. Are your feelings always to fast? Do you feel like, do you feel like fasting? I feel like fasting. I feel like fasting. So you see, it's the trick of the devil. Is a trick of the devil to tell you that you, you Maria, you look how you look holy in church. How can you have such thoughts? Therefore, therefore, you are disqualified, and then you accept it, and you never enter into the work of the ministry. Meanwhile, God is waiting for you. God is waiting. God is cheering you on. God has called you. God, I mean, God has put in you a gift and an ability to serve him. But because of wrong channels on the desire TV, you've disqualified yourself. See, you're not disqualified. Let nobody ever disqualify you. Let nobody ever tell you that you are disqualified because of some feelings you have. Some of the feelings you have even show that you are human. Yes. You are human, you are strong, and you are young. Some of the older people, they don't have those feelings anymore. They are actually okay. <laughs> they, are, they are actually okay. They don't have certain, certain things don't come to them. It, it used to come when they were young. That's why you used to have certain, certain things don't come to them. You know, they don't have certain feelings, certain ideas, certain thoughts. Even when you see a young lady, you are trembling. Hey, hey. Even when they see a young lady, they see trouble. They'll say, "Hmm, this I've seen one before." Hmm, hmm. 
they are, they are not as great as they look. When you see them walking and moving, and you are sitting a young boy, 22 years, you saying, oh God, when shall I? <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Oh Lord. Help me, Jesus. Help me, my father. Oh, my father in heaven. Oh Lord. Why did you make so many, so many of them? Oh God, they are so beautiful. Oh Lord. Ah, Jesus. Then you say, oh, Jesus. Jesus. Hey. 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 You even have fever. But meet a man of another age group. Oh, they pass out just you say, hmm. So you don't know. <laughs> Man, tire woman, no, no. <laughs> Look, the scripture is that he that desireth the office. Look, I'm going to tell you six things about desires. Number one. Number one. <laughs> Number one. A spiritual person must pay attention to his desires. A spiritual person. From today, I want you to have respect for your desires. Desires to work for God. Your appetite. Desires like appetite. Craving. Interest. You see how you sit there, you see somebody singing, and you say, perhaps you feel like, I wish I could sing like that. It means you can sing like that. So start singing. Yes. I've never watched, I've never watched Anthony Joshua and felt like I can fight like that. Never. I've never, I've never had, I've never had such interest. I see if I go into that ring, I'll be killed. That's the day I died. <laughs> never. I've never looked at him and desired that I want his job. Never. 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 Maybe, maybe Usain Bolt, I would have thought I wish I could run as fast as it. But not this one. Are you, are you, I'm explaining desires to you that some things when you see, you say, I, I never, I don't want this. I that Anthony Joshua, that I want his job. Never since I was born, never. He can have 20 belts. I don't want it. I don't want it. So it's not everybody who likes something. So when you find yourself liking something, Respect that thing. Respect it. Desires are given by God. Good desires comes from God. It's God who has put it in you. Maybe when you watch, you watch a pastor preaching. You just say, wow. When will I also hold a microphone and pace up and down and tell stories and get the congregation to laugh? Get them to laugh, get them to become serious. When you say, it's like, wow. I mean, it's nice. How many of you find preaching nice? It's nice to you. That's, that's desire. That's this. It's called desire. 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 You are desiring. So a spiritual person has great respect and regard for desires. When you see someone desiring something, that's why you shouldn't judge people. When someone desiring something that you are not, don't judge him. Don't, don't look down on him. Thank God, thank God that the devil has not put that thing in you. Yeah. 
Like those people that we are not allowed to talk about them. That's why we are not talking about them. But when you see them, don't say anything. It should rather tell you that, hey God, there's a certain power that is not at work in me. That is why you don't have what they have. They don't have the problem that they have. Yes. That's why you live in this world. But you say, when you have a desire, you still desire opposite sex. You should thank God for it. You should thank God. You see, this particular example explains negative desires more than anything else. That you see a normal human being, intelligent person, and has a desire that is foreign to you. No, don't condemn. Don't judge. Tell yourself that all oh, the power of desire is really real. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. You don't have that interest. It's a real thing. It's real. It's really real. Really, 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 really real. What you don't have? What you do? I, don't have a, I don't have a desire to, have a, to wear a wig. I don't have such a desire. I don't have such a desire. Even when I see people in that, I feel, are you not feeling hot? Most of the places that I've, I just mentioned that I've been to were very hot. Very, very, I mean, hot. Jericho was 42 degrees. Yes. When we got to Jericho, it was 42 degrees. And one of the ladies around had this thing on. At a point, I couldn't help it. I just asked her, why don't you just take it off so that the wind will blow over your head a bit? I said, just take it off. This mic, this is your same migraine. You have headache. You, the way you feel, you need, you need water. You need cold water. I said, it's not cold water. It is, it is this blanket over your head. The blanket. You have a duvet on your head. Take it off. <laughs> but ladies have desire they have desire to have long hair it's a desire to have long hair <laughs> number two let's finish let's finish so it's, number one is a spiritual person must pay attention to his desires how many of you are going to pay attention to your desires now In other words, desires are spiritual. Two, God places desires in men to accomplish his will. Genesis 3.16. He puts a desire in men to accomplish his will. Genesis 3.16. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. How many ladies know about this? That there's something called, in all hospitals, there's something called labor ward. When you go there to labor. How many sisters know? Sisters, how many of you know that? Yes. But brothers, are you aware that they say they know, but it's not put them off from the desire to go there. Yes. It says that, then it says that, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. All this in the Bible, they know they are where. They know they are where. <laughs> they are very much aware that he will rule. 
maybe if you had daughters, you understand this better. A daughter that you've labored to bring up, to raise up, to educate, to train. And then sometimes you see, she's coming home, who is she in love with? Some muchacha brother. <laughs> and she'll be telling you, she'll be telling daddy, I like him. And you'll be wondering, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh God, is that what she really likes? Is that what she wants? But that's what she wants. And you see a guy, you come, he has chin chin, chin chin in a bottle. As he say hello to you. What you see, what you see is the, the lady's father say, Yo, bro. <laughs> Respect, man. Look. One lady said, very educated, highly educated. You know that people are educated. This is highly educated. So she's got this barely educated guy and the parents would say he, he said look he said look then she said then take the education and let me marry him no this is a scripture this is a scripture I'm not telling you stories that I'm making up this is a scripture he, she, she said she said then take the education take it if this education why he said I shouldn't um, take Mr. Muchacha <laughs> she said then take the education and let me have him but there, there, I'm explaining desire to you. But I said, God put it there. God put it there. So that, so that we can multiply and fill the earth. Otherwise, how, how, how would it work? It has to, there has to be a desire. Ladies have to have a desire to have a husband, to be married. That's why till today, 2019, they still have, I'm a pastor, I'm a pastor. I can read my phone messages to you without mentioning names or phone numbers until you see lady after lady, lady after lady I like, I want I choose, I feel yes I mean it's funny but it's not funny really, it's just I mean it's, it's, a, it's a genuine thing that is there such that, such that if you fight that desire if you fight that that you'd be rather become a deviant you become a Christian deviant. That is before you realize you've become something else that you didn't budget for. I will always warn you about that. You are not a nun. You've not been called to be a nun. You are not. If you were, you wouldn't have had some encounters. But you've had some encounters. Listen to your encounters. Though they be negative, should prove to you that you don't have a certain grace. Yes. So don't let pride guide you into saying that me, I'll never do. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to yourself. Satan is setting a trap for you. Rather be relaxed and pray, Lord, thy will be done. Lord, thy. But don't say, I don't want this. No, you embarrass yourself. There could be a trap waiting for you. And the fall, the fall will be loud. Rather be humble. 
how oh, I maybe accept that I made mistakes. Because sometimes, you see, some of you ladies, when you make mistakes, then you, you develop a, a, an ideology out of it. And a theory, and a message. Don't let your mistake become a message. Be humble. I make a mistake. Be humble. We all make mistakes. Have you all made a mistake before? Is it when you go to countries that transport, different transport systems have, they have different quotes written at the back. One of the things you see, one of the things you see, one of the things you see is uh, uh, fear woman and live long. (laughs) The first time I heard this, it was my wife who said, I said, what saying is this? I was just saying. Then I went to a country and I saw it, fear woman and live long. I said, hey, I didn't know that woman killed. But he said, it's not biblical. It's not, it's not scriptural. It's not scriptural. I don't believe that you, you want to live long. You should fear. If you want to live long, honor your mother and your father. Yeah. And you'll live long. Not honor a fear woman and live long. But someone's experience. Because of his experience in life, I'm sure some woman has peppered him. So now he's saying, maybe if he had some problem with a woman, he had a heart attack. So before he died, he said to his children, fear woman and live long. (laughs) But desire is there to accomplish the will of God. Desire is there. Desire is there. It's It's desire that has given us a church. A pastor is a medical doctor. Medical doctor. He could be practicing medicine somewhere else in the world. All of us won't exist as first love. All of us won't exist. But though, though he had this chance, it's not like he's a dropout or a failure or someone who is struggling in life. But though he has this role, God put a desire in him that love me, please me, work for me, plant churches. That desire is what has accomplished the will of God. It's a desire. A desire in him that love God. Work for God. Yes. It's not like someone who dropped out of school. It's not like when something bad happens. They say, yeah, that day I heard the call of God. No. Nothing bad has happened to him. Desire. desire. So the desire that is in you to work for God. Follow that desire. You become great in this house. Point number three, isn't it? I said, I have how many? Do you want all six? Point three says that the desire for things disappear when the mission is over. When you see someone failing, withdrawing, shutting down, it means desire is finished. Desire is over. Interest and the craving for that thing has been quenched. Or or, Or that season has ended. As soon as it ends, that's it. You see, it's over. My desire for a beloved ended in 1989. Yes, it ended in 1989. It was over. My desire, my interest, discussions, what do you think? This, it, end, it ended 23rd December 1989. It ended. It was over. Since then, I've never had a discussion again about beloved. Again, ever. There's no even desire for it. When I see brothers who are now looking, I say, hey, hey. you're now starting this course. 
It's just like you've been to you if you graduated, someone is now going first year and they are so happy. You look at them and say, hey, you're not going to write all these exams. <laughs> Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 5. When desire fails, people change. Also, when they shall be afraid. Also, they shall be afraid of what? Of that which is high and fierce shall be in the way. And the almond tree shall flourish, and the grasshopper shall be a burden, and desire shall fail, because man goeth to his long home, and the mourners go about the streets. When desire fails, the mission is over. Yes. Or when the mission is over, there's no more desire. So to see someone, those of you who have been asking, how do you keep going? Keep going, there's a desire. There's a desire to see more souls saved. There's a desire to see more hearts turned to God. There's a desire. There's an interest. There's a craving. More souls can be saved. More souls. We don't have enough there. How many million people in, in London alone? How can, how can we be happy with what? With this? There should be no room that can contain us. That's desire. That's desire. That God died for the world. Not that when you see one room full, then it means that, hey, we are champions. We are, we are nothing. We are nothing. We are nothing. We are nothing. That's why, that's why next week we are having an evangelistic service. That we have a desire. We have a desire to win more souls. Let's say each person is walking into the hole with two souls at least. Because there's a, don't you have a desire for it? Your response looks like you, 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 you. Are you sure? You are sure? Really? Because if you had desire, you'd be clapping by now that yes, souls will be saved. But you are sitting there looking at me like it's like, hmm. Haggai, your people, they're just looking at me. I thought by now they'll be excited and say, souls will be saved. God bless you. Sit down. Next week, next week, it's a special evangelistic service. Yeah. Next week, souls will be saved. You'll be so happy. You'll be so happy when you see the souls getting saved. You'll be so excited. Amen. Souls will be saved. Because there is desire. We haven't, we haven't arrived. We are not old. How old are you? We are not old. We are not retired. We are now starting. We are now, what you see now is the beginning of a new chapter. We are now beginning. We are now beginning. We are now beginning. We are now going to begin. And work for God. Work for God. Labor for him. Win souls for him. God wants us to win souls. When desire fails. Oh, you see us. You see how we'll become. You see how we'll become. You see how we'll become. See when people grow old, older people, older couples, they live like brother and sister. The house, there's no desire for anything. They're like brother and sister. They read newspaper in the morning. Have you not seen them in the shop? They buy newspaper, they just go and read newspaper. They buy eggs and sausage and bacon. They go and fry, they make tea. That's all. That's all. There's no desire for anything else. Nothing. Nothing. You can't even imagine it, isn't it? They're like brother and sister. 
That's what older people, that's older couples, that's what they become. When desire fails, then they turn into brother and sister. You see them everywhere they go together. Everywhere they are together. Everywhere. Everywhere they come. You see, they've come slowly to the wedding. Slowly. Brother and sister, they've come and they sit down. Brother and sister, brother, sister, we are one. Yes. That's how it is. The other thing that you're imagining, zero. Nil. Your brother and sister. Brother, sister, we are one. And uh, yeah, it's just finished. No bigger. It's just finished. Our lives have just finished. No activity, no work. They don't go to work. They don't do anything from morning to evening. They, they, oh, he, they were more, they are, the loan that was mourned yesterday shall be mourned again. <laughs> Doing the same things over and over and over. The wall that was painted shall be painted again. There's nothing to do. There's nothing to do. Shouting at children running about. <laughs> That's the one you're in a church and you see people, some, you see some, in some church you see the, a, a little slightly grown up woman who don't have anything to do. They just say, hey, you're scared. Hey, your cleavage. Your cleavage is showing. You're this, you're that. It's like they don't have anything doing. They don't have anything doing. It's like they have resigned. The only thing they can notice now is the length of somebody's skirt, the disc of somebody, the hair of somebody, the top of, it's like, that's what you, you come here. If they are desire for winning of souls, they will not notice a lot of things. They'll be on the move. On the move. On the move. But next week, we're going to fill this room. Amen. You, it will be spilling over. Because of desire. desire. As you can see, it's full already. Can you see that it's full? Hmm? As I'm talking, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, where will you sit? Yes. Mm. It's a blessing. It's not a blessing. Yes. It's a blessing. Yes. But we will still we will find somewhere to sit. If it means you will sit on top of each other, we'll sit on top of each other. And the brother and brother. This that can't even say that. This 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 that thing is safe. Kaba Shabadiba Kappa Shotaya. La Brendo Samadiko. I bind every evil spirit. Number four, that there shall be an overflow. Amen. I already are planning for your two souls. There's two souls. Two. Some of you will bring ten. Number four, there are many evil desires, but there are also good desires. So don't major on the evil desires. Don't feel strange that you have evil thoughts or if because man is a spirit he has a soul and he lives in a body he lives in a body if your body is alive your body has things it has to be controlled you just have to control the body don't major on the evil desires to fulfill them major on the good desires good desires go on outreach pray read your bible Listen to messages. Have a, des- have a desire for listening to messages. 
Be a listener and a soaker of messages. Soak messages. Your interest, don't say, oh, I need a good time to listen. No, every time is a good time to listen to a message. I was a lay pastor. I used to listen to messages throughout my train journey. Throughout my train journey. So listen to messages. I lived at New Barnet and I was working at Canary Wharf. I used to listen to messages throughout. Throughout. I always remember London Bridge. Because you come through London Bridge to get to wherever that place is. Messages throughout. Then when I get to the office, I have to take it off. One day I was itching so much. Itching so much. I couldn't handle it. I asked my boss. She was a lady. I said, I said Helen. Helen. <laughs> Helen. I said, can I have... I didn't tell her what was playing. I said, can I have my earphones on? You know, just... Is it allowed? I'm sure she was wondering what's wrong with this boy. Then she said, so long as you can hear your phone ring, I said, is that the only condition? Phone. Oh, I'll hear it. <laughs> Do you know what? I won't hear it, but when the phone is ringing, you see it's flashing. Yes. I don't know why, what she was, she wasn't thinking well. <laughs> How can I hear phone ringing? You will see that the phone is ringing. I said, no problem. So now, now, from my house, from 9 o'clock to 5 p.m., message. Soaking messages. So, Kimmy, you think I've just been to work, but I've been to church. <laughs> I've had messages over. Look, I asked, I boldly asked, that can I? I mean, is it allowed? Is it possible? If anybody, I thought you even said that. You have to see when this person is coming, if you can take it off or whatever. He said, my phone. I said, phone. Ooh, phone. I don't even like the sound of the phone. I'm sure my phone had been even muted off already. I don't even like that sound because it has, it can Get you a bit startled sometimes. You can see there's the, some light that flashes, isn't there? Some light. Yeah. Yeah, it flashes like that. Say, so I'll see it. That was it. I was through. Soaking messages. Have a desire. Have that desire. That I want message. I want more message. I want to read. Read more. Be readers. Be readers. Be readers of Christian books. Have Macarius. Do you know Macarius? Macarius, Macarius is a personal church literature. Letters, letters our bishop has written to us. Letters. One of them is what I'm preaching to you from. I'm preaching to you from, from this one, this guy. Do you want to see it? You'll see it. There. There's a letter. There's a letter from our bishop to you. I'm reading, I'm reading his letter to you. Reading. Can you see it? Yeah. Reading this letter. Some of you can't see far. Some coming close. <laughs> Can you see? Yes. Is it still on? Hmm. I'm reading a letter to you. Can you see a letter? Are you enjoying the letter? Yes. Yes. So be readers. Have the Macarius. Pull out this and read. Be readers. Be readers. You fulfill your ministry. Can you see? Some of you can't see from far. Can you see? You are too young to scream. Maybe you should go to Specsavers. <laughs> when I advise you, you don't like it. When I don't advise you to, you don't like it. Number five. Number five. Let's finish. After five, it's six. Then we are done, isn't it? 
the call of God is usually accompanied by a desire. So if you say, I don't know whether I'm called. Today you can see that you are called because you have, you have a desire. You have a craving. You have some interest. An interest. I like to preach. I like to do more. Sometimes some of you feel, I like to do more. I like to do more. Bring yourself. There's more to be done. Why are you quiet about you want to do more? Why are you quiet about it? Say it. There's no shame. There's no shame in wanting to do more. Come, you do more. Our church aid, this church, the aid starts from 10 years. 10 years, you can be a member of First Love. 10 years old, you can be a member of First Love. Yes. Because you're wondering, how can I get 10 people? If you have two, have two adults and um, eight, 10 year olds, you've, you've got souls. They're souls. Carry them to church. Soon the 10 year old will be 12 years. Soon that 12 year old will be 18 years old. Yes. Soon that 18 year old you see will be 22. Yeah. That child will grow up. That child will grow up. Sometimes you don't even know how they grow up, but they've grown up. Yes. My children have grown up. I remember when they were born. Each one of them, I was in the labor ward. In there, when they were born, I saw them coming into the world. I saw them before their mother saw them. <laughs> all of them, all of them. I was. I saw all of them before she saw them. I saw their head. I said, "The head is coming. Be very careful now. <laughs> Be very, very careful." So, oh, they've all grown up. They don't talk like adults. They have adult things. I ask them for advice. They give me advice. Yes. So what I'm saying to you is that people, everybody grows up. People, before realize they've grown up. They've grown up. They're even taller than you. Wow. <laughs> but it doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean that they are older than you. I'm still Papa. So, Papa, yeah, hmm. thank you. <laughs> May you live long. Hmm. Okay, so First Timothy 3 1 says that, that this is a true saying if a man desires the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. So, the desire is a sign of a call. The desire. What you think has not been, what you feel, you, you're waiting to see angels or to hear a voice from heaven to say, my daughter, my daughter, my daughter, Annabelle, this day, I call you. Three days after your birthday, I'm calling you. No, your desire, what you feel like doing, feel like serving God. I feel like working for God. I feel like doing something for God. It's called the call of God. It's the call of God. I've never had a dream before about the work of the ministry. Never. I've never seen a vision before. I've never heard a voice before. I've never had an angelic visitation that my son Richard, my son Richard, my son Richard, this is the third time. Don't let me say it for the fourth time. I'm calling him. <laughs> Look, I've never, I've never. Before. I don't. I don't even have gifts. Do you understand gifts? Like people, some people have gifts. I don't have, I don't have the only thing I have is a desire to please God. 
that's the only thing I have. That's, that's, that's my main lifeline. Have I ever told that I dreamt? I dreamt, I saw you, Eva. I saw you swimming. And I saw someone coming from under to lift you up. And it was Edmund. <laughs> I mean, have I dealt with a dream like that before? No. It's Bible. I have Bible. My Bible is there. My Bible is there. And my faith in what I have read. When I read, I believe. How many people have those special experiences? How many people have such special experiences? I have, to, I have Bible and the desire to do what I've read. That's what, that's, what, that's what has brought us here. That's what has brought us here. That's what has brought us with all our churches we have in the country. That's what has brought us here. Yes. Just desire. Will you do? Yes, we can do. Can it be done? Yes, it can be done. I'm a normal human being. My feelings are like your feelings. Well, I'm not sure, but maybe. <laughs> yes. But my, fe- my feelings are like your feelings. I feel hungry. I feel sleepy. I feel like we win. And the other one? Oh. 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 I'm not a spirit. I have problems just like you. Last time I asked, some people said I don't have any problem. I said I receive it. <laughs> receive it. Have problems just like you. But I have desire. I have desire. If you ask me what is the talent that I have, I have one talent. That is desire. I have a desire. That's my one talent. That's my one talent. My desire. To have crazy. Some people have. Some people have a lot of talent. Others have just one, and they've stretched the talent. They've stretched, stretched. They've, they've maximized the talent. Yeah. Also, have one talent. To have one, he gave someone five, someone two, and then someone one. I'm the one I gave one. But just have one talent. I realize I don't have. I don't. I can't sing. I can't play an instrument. I can't. I. I mean, nothing. Plain. I'm. I'm a plain person like Jacob. The Bible said Jacob was a plain man. Esau was a hairy guy with gifts and abilities. Jacob was a plain, ordinary person. But he had desire to please God. He had desire to obey his mother and desire to please God and to work for God. When he met God, when he met the angel, he said, No, bless me. It's like, you see there, it's like a certain desire that was keeping him. Your desire can take you very high. Don't despise it. That's all I have. Have you heard me singing a solo here before? Yes. You've never heard me, isn't it? Yes. When, when they, they welcome me and they're singing, I expect a miracle. You see me conducting the whole church. <laughs> have you heard me singing with them before? Yes. You see that conduct. That's what I have. I have a desire that we will sing and we'll be happy. I have a desire. So, you see, so I'd rather have other things to, to all I have. One talent. Wow. One talent. Use your one talent too. Yes, have one talent. You are, st- you are staring at a one talent person. One talent person. One talent person. You are staring at a one talent person. And I'm using it. And that talent is called desire. I have desire. Desire to do something for God. Relentlessly. Relentlessly. 
that I'll work for God. I'll please God. I'll please God. I'll join God to build a church, to build a church for souls to be saved. That's all I have. I don't know what you have. Maybe you have a desire to please some woman somewhere. And number six. Wow. Are you glad we've reached number six? Okay. God can place in you a desire for an entire nation. Yes. This is where we get missionaries. Missionaries. Read God's Generals. There's a book, God's Generals. One of the volumes is about missionaries. You, you see, you, you will understand. Those of you who have a desire to be missionaries, not tourists. This person, his mind about missions is like tourism. Yeah. No, let's be serious. Everything we do, let's be serious. Yes. This way, just like you see, missionaries, they live and they die there. I mean, they die. They know they will die and they die. That's our Savior, Jesus Christ. You should go, you should go, to, you should go to Israel to see where he was. And then the Bible says, and he turned his face towards Jerusalem. And he started talking about it. That's when he rebuked Peter. He said, talking about it, that I'm going, they'll do this to me, they'll do that to me, and I'll be killed, I'll die. And Peter felt he was depressed, so he tried to encourage him. But if you see where he was in the journey back, through the wilderness, in the scorching sun, it, it doesn't even make sense. It, it's not even natural. There are no cars. There are no cars. Nothing. He was walking on foot. It would be about a five-day journey. Wow. Yes, he walked back by five days to Jerusalem into the hands of his murderers. That's the heart of a missionary. I have to die for these people to be saved. I would die for these people to be saved. I would die. I would die for. I would die for them. You sometimes some of the stories when you hear is as though they did nothing. But you see, the one person that got saved, the one project that they accomplished has affected an entire nation. Yeah, has affected an entire nation. They lived and they died. Read that book and you see. They lived there and they died. Their wives died, their children died, but they lived there. You become very quiet. Why have you become so quiet? What are you thinking about? Whether you are called to be missionaries. Hmm, you should think about it carefully. They lived and died. You see, but it's, I'm explaining to you, it's a desire that God puts in you. That yes, I can do this. This is what I want to do. I'm going to do this. It's like uh, you become selfless. Yeah. Die for this. No, I don't understand. If it has become very quiet, why? What's the problem? <laughs> Your silence is very loud. <laughs> when I read this, when I read this part, I just said, ah, ah, God bless missionaries. That's, that's how I feel. I said, God bless missionaries. Because this is, this is the heart that they have. What they have is a desire. Because you see people explaining other things to them. Are you sure? Are you this? I remember when a missionary uh, to um, um, Kenya was leaving because he was here with us and was leaving to go to Kenya, leaving England for Kenya. And the pastor who we had invited for a convention 
and on Yugi pastor. He came, he preached powerfully. Preached very, very, very powerful. Anointed that with oil yesterday. He called him. He said, This Kenya that you are going, this Kenya that you are going, do you think it's from God or you feel forced? Yes. This is his daughter. She's a medical doctor. What has he lost? How many of the people that you left there have become doctors? You that you went to Kenya. Masai Mara. <laughs> yes, that's his daughter. What did she was as tiny as how old were you then? Yeah, she was eleven year old girl. She was carried. Instead of going to secondary school to go to grammar school. Grammar school in the United Kingdom. I mean grammar school in the United Kingdom. No, she went to Kenya. A man of God, not some other, a man of God asked the father, Are you sure? Are you sure of what you are doing? Are you sure God is calling you? Are you not being forced or something? But he gave up everything. When I look at him today, he hasn't lost anything. He hasn't, there's nothing that he has lost. The, the things that people dream about my child, my child will be a doctor. My child, there it is, there. There she's, she's singing in the choir. Singing in the choir as though she's a, a, a laborer. Or a cleaner. She's singing in the choir as though it's not wearing skirts with threads coming out. Then <laughs> <laughs> you see the father now campaigning for everybody to come to Kenya. Because he has a desire that Kenya must be saved. Yes, he's, it's in his heart. It's in his heart. When he talks, he talks Kenya. He talks Kenya. He doesn't, it's almost like he doesn't even care about neighboring countries. Everything's like, it's like when God made the world, he made Kenya. <laughs> yes. That's how he speaks. That's how he acts. It's like everything is about Kenya. Look, when they left in their first year, he convinced me because our children were friends. Not con- he almost convinced me that education in Kenya is better than UK education. So I should send my children there. Yes. Look. Within the first year, when he himself has not found his feet properly there, every time he calls, send, send your vela. Let your vela come. So you come. There's a school here. If, if Edima is in the school, they can be there. This, look, every time. Look, he almost convinced me to move my daughter to Kenya. Yes. He almost convinced me. He convinced, he convinced us. I said, okay, we are coming on holiday in Kenya. Then that was when we had that ash thing. You remember the ash? Yes, yeah, so our flights were canceled. And I lost my money, you know. Daddy owes me. Mm, okay, you came back to me. Okay, thank God. Yes. Packed our things and they said our flights can go there. Something, 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 something. We had to stay in uh, Dal UK weather for seasons, yes. But you see, I'm explaining to you the heart of a missionary, the desire. It's like everybody should come and live there. Everybody. I was me, I was with him in Singapore. He's still convincing me of things that should be done in Kenya. We should, we should still come. <laughs> I don't want to tell you what he's asking for now. But he hasn't given up. He's still asking for things. Kenya, it is the place. It is the place. (laughs) Romans chapter 10 and verse 1. 
So pray for the heart of a missionary, baby. Or when you have it, when you have that thing, follow it. When God puts in your heart, destination, I want to go there. I like to be there. Follow that desire. Follow that desire. And when you follow that desire, have an aim that you will die there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Not, not a visit. Not a visit. <laughs> Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved for Israel. Not for his brothers or his sister. For Israel, the entire nation. So this is my heart desire and my prayer to God is that they should be saved. They should be saved. They should be saved. You see some ministers, if you, if you guys listen to ministers, different ministers, you will find some ministers that talk about nations. You see a particular nation is on the person's heart that there should be salvation there. There should be salvation there. I invited, I invited one, one minister from a certain country. He said, no, he doesn't want to come. I said, why? I want you to come. He said, doesn't feel in his heart that he should come and preach in England. He has has no burden for England. No burden for England. No burden for England. He said, I don't have any burden for it. So he didn't come first year. He didn't come second year. Then the third year he came. When he came throughout, throughout his time of preaching, he complained. "Ah." I don't want to say what he was saying, but he complained. "Ah." Every night when he finished preaching, we go, we are eating small fellowship. He complaining. "Ah." I just said, don't come again. Don't come again. Then I invited him the second year. Then he came. Complained. Uh, so that's it. It's over. Yes. There's no burden. There's no heart desire. What is your heart desire? What is in your heart? What is in your heart? What is in your heart? Follow that thing that is in your heart. Follow it. Follow it to your death. When Jesus took the cross, what happened to him? You won't answer. He died. That was his desire to do his father's way. He took up the cross. What did he? What happened to him? What happened to him as he took the cross and went back to Jerusalem? He could have run away, you know. He could have run. Damascus was just there. He could have run. Over the hills, over the hills, they, they call the mountain, but they are hills. You can climb, you can easily climb, not easily, but you can climb. And then go over and disappear. Because he said, he said, I'm going back to be killed. Have you heard someone talk like that? I'm going back and I'm going to be killed. And he still went back. By desire. By desire. By desire. Like some of you want to marry someone, you say, don't marry. I've told people, do not marry this person. I've told people. One person I told her when they married, all sorts of problems. Then she went to lie to her father. Then father came with one Sunday afternoon like this. Edmond, you were not here. I would have invited you into that meeting. I needed somebody like you. Came. His father came. Then they sat down. He said, yes. My daughter. It's as though the church, the church has forced the daughter into I said, I said, hey, sister, did you not tell your father that I told you not to marry this person? The father said, what? I thought, I thought she, he was even going to kill her then. He said, what? She mean the church told you not to do it and you did it. Then I said to the father, did you see me at the wedding? 
That is why I didn't go. I said, I was in my house. I was eating uh, plantain chips. Yes. Eating plantain chips in my house. I was here. Mm, Forgiven. He was so angry. He was so angry. He just got up as angry as he was when he came. The same anger, but this time not towards me. Towards her. As they were going, I said, Papa, <laughs> take your problems away. Yes. But you see what the point I make? Something you tell you, don't do this. You still desire, desire, desire. I like him. I want him. I like him. You don't know what you like. You don't even know what. You don't even understand what you are saying. It's desire. You're following a desire. You're following a wrong desire. That's why we have counselors to guide us. Now look, I pray. May God put the desire for nations in your hearts. Nations. 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 Don't think too much about your masturbation and the pornography. When you start preaching, it will all disappear. Don't, don't think about it. Don't let that worry you. Don't let that disqualify you. Don't let it disqualify your desire for the nation. When you get there, you start preaching. When you see souls that must be saved, you will see that side. You say, hey, I've been here for one year. I've not played with myself. Wow, God is wonderful. It's a miracle. It will be a miracle. God will save you as you follow his desire that he has put you. He will save you. He will deliver you. And you will be blessed. Be a missionary for Jesus. Be a missionary for God. Live and die for God. Be a missionary for God. Don't play games. No games. Are you going to read that book? God's generals. It's a volume for missionaries. I'll show it to you. I hope I have it here. I'll show it to you. It should be here. Wow. Do you really like to see it? Yes. You should read. You should read. When you read, you become better. I'm closing up. All my six points are finished. You can see. Mm. Which one is it? What color is a missionary's one? The brown? You sure? What? No, the brown is revivalist. Missionaries is a green one. I'll show it to you. Today I'm showing you tins. Where did I start from the first time? Okay, so I'll start from here this time. This one. You should get this one. Get this book and read it. Can you see it? <laughs> you can see? Yes. Read about missionaries. Live and die for nations. Are you closing your eyes or are you looking at it? <laughs> have books on your iPad so you can read easily. Yes, have books. You can carry a lot of books. I've carried, there are a lot of books on this iPad. Anywhere I go, I can read anything I want to read. Can you see? Are you going to read? Will you be a reader? So when you see when you see people who are dancing, you understand what you can do and what can be done, and you will do it by the grace of God. You will do it. God bless you, brethren. 
my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel. For Israel. If Bishop Obi is reading this, you say, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Kenya. For Kenya. It's that they might be saved. It's that they might be saved. It's that they might be saved. Yes. His first love church, they meet on Saturdays. They offer 1,000, 1,200 every Saturday. Apart from his church, his cathedral that he has built. Yeah. And other cathedrals. Had desires for Kenya. Had desires for Israel. Wow. You're very quiet about this point. So stand to your feet and let's close the service. <laughs> what are you going to pray for today? Desire. That God should give you a desire. And the desires that God has put in you should be enhanced, isn't it? You want to follow those desires. Close your eyes and pray for yourself, the Lord. Your desires. The desires of God. The desires of God. God is listening. God can hear you. Pray to him. Pray to him. Pray to him. Pray to him. Talk to him. Don't move. No moving around. We are praying. We are praying. We are praying. We are praying. We are talking to God. 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 We are talking to him. No movement. Don't move. Let's pray. We are closing off shortly. Just pray. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Maybe you need to pray at this time. You need. You need to pray. You need to talk to God. You need to talk to God. Talk to him. Talk to him. Speak to him. Speak to him. Speak to him. Speak to him him and let him speak to you. Desire. Desire. Desire to work for him. Desire to work for him. Desire to do his will and do his work. Desire to follow his ways. To follow God's ways. In the hundred channels of desire in your life, maybe one channel is God's channel. Follow that channel. Stay with that channel. Stay with that open door. Stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it. Don't be affected by the other things that keep playing, that keep showing up. Stay with that single lone channel. That flicker of hope and light in your life to serve God, to live for God, to see, to see God's love. That tells you about God's love and God's interest in you. Stay with that channel. Stay. Stay with it. 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 Stay. Stay with it.
pray. Pray for one more minute. Just for one more minute. Pray. Pray for just for one more minute. To follow the right desire that God has put in you. Thank you, Father, for your help. Thank you for this blessed service that we've had today. Thank you for revelation. Thank you for the light of your word. Thank you for the power of the spirit that has been in operation in this service, Lord. Let everyone here, Lord, that has heard the word that has been shared today, give them a desire to serve you. Give them a desire to serve you. Lord, please give them a chance to live for you and to work for you, Lord. Make them strong. Make them solid. Make them stable in your house, Lord. Let nothing blow them away, Lord. Let the seed of desire to please you, to love you, to work for you, let that seed grow into a mighty tree in their lives, Lord. Thank you for your blessing. I thank you for your help. In the name of Jesus. Now while every eye is closed and every head is bowed. Every eye closed, every head bowed. I want to pray for you this afternoon. You are here, somebody invited you to church today. On this special day, someone invited you. They come to church. Let's go to church. And you came. Or maybe you've been coming to church for a while now trying to make sense of all these things. But today you feel the love of God and you know God's love. That God has found you. That you are in the right place. That God is drawing you. This afternoon you want to say Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to surrender my life to the love of God. Please pray with me. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to go to heaven when I die. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. While every eye is closed and every head is bowed, if you're here like that, you'll say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Very quickly, lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you. Just as a sign to say, Pastor, pray with me. Lift up high so I can see you. God bless you. I can see those hands there. God bless you. Keep it up. Keep it up. God bless you. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Don't say another day. Don't say to her. Don't even think about the person standing next to you. Follow your desire that you can feel now that God is drawing you. That is God. Follow that interest. Follow that thing that is in you. Follow that conviction that is in you now. That I need God. I realize I need God. I want God. I want more of God in me. I want this God. I want to be with him. I understand myself even more now that my desires are from him. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I can see your hands all over the place. But I know there's somebody else who wants to join in before we pray. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. Just your right hand. God bless you. Just your right hand. Lift it up. Just lift it up and say, yes. 
Pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus today. I want God in my life today. I want to be saved. I want to be born again. I want to have a relationship with God. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. Now if you have your hand lifted up. Have your hand lifted up. I want you to do one more thing. I want to come out of your seat and come to me right here in the front. Come. Come. Come quickly. Maybe you didn't lift up your hand. You can still come. That desire to commit to God, it's in you. Yes, come. Come and join us. We are here. Come and join us. Come and join us. Come. Yes. Come to Jesus. Anybody and everybody can come to Jesus today. Come. There's room. There's room. There's space. There's room at the cross. Several. Keep coming. Keep coming. God bless you. Come to Jesus. It's Jesus you are coming to. You're not coming to man. You're not coming to man. You're coming to Jesus. Keep coming. Keep coming. Don't say another time. Don't say next week. Today is your day. Come to Jesus. God bless you. Yes, I'm not thinking about all the sides. Come to Jesus. If you are coming, come. I'm waiting for you. Come. If you are still there, you are not sure of your salvation. Come now. Come now. Come now. Come now. Come now. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Is anybody else joining us? We are about to pray. Go to come. You can even ask your neighbor to walk with you. Come to. I'm just inviting you to Jesus. I'm not inviting you to come and get a million dollars, to come and get a million pounds. No. Your soul is what I'm talking about. Your soul. Your soul. Your soul. I'm not promising you a new house. I'm not promising you a new car. I'm not promising you a new job. I'm promising you salvation. That come and be saved. Come and be saved. Let's sing one more time. I'm waiting for you. Come to for your salvation. You are not sure of your salvation. Come. Maybe your friend can come with you. We are just singing through one more time. Just for you. Just for you. Come now. And come quickly. Come to Jesus. Your soul. Your soul. Your soul. Your soul. Your soul. Your soul. Your soul is what is important. Come to Jesus today. God bless you. Come. Are you coming? Come. Come and join us. Come. Come. Don't be shy. Come. Thank you. Bow your heads. Let's pray. Everybody, let's close our eyes. And please say this prayer after me. And everybody's in everybody in this room, please help us as we say this prayer. Say with me, say Heavenly Father. The whole church, everybody say it out loud. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you today just as I am. 
I am a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins and of all my mistakes. I believe in Jesus. I believe Jesus is alive. I believe Jesus shed his blood for my sins. Now say, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Say, from today, I give myself to you. I will serve you. I will obey you. And I will live for you. Say, Heavenly Father, please write my name in the book of life. I say, thank you, Father, for accepting me and for making me a child of yours. Thank you for forgiveness of sins. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now say, Satan, shout it out. Satan, I bind you. I cast you out of my life. I cast you out of my life. In the name of Jesus. From today. I will no longer serve you. I will no longer obey you. I will no longer listen to you. I belong to Jesus. I've been bought by the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Shout your loudest amen. Amen. A louder amen. Amen. Father, pray for them. May they be established in your house. Thank you for salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Please give them their books. Your cup is very weak, you know. I don't understand. Congratulations, all of you. Welcome to Jesus. This is your church. And I'm your pastor. So, Sundays, next week Sunday, we are here. Next week Sunday, we have a big service. Big one. Now that you are saved, you qualify to bring others to Jesus. So, next week when you are coming, two souls. to Bring two friends. Two naughty friends. <laughs> or, not so naughty, but they exist. Two. Bring two. Next week, two. Next week, how many are you bringing? Two each. No, you have to make the sign. Two. Is this the right way to do it? Yes, two. Yes, okay. I went somewhere once and I was asking, how much do you, how many, or whatever I was buying, how many do you want? And I said two. And I didn't understand. And they were so offended. And I I was standing, I was wondering, what's the problem? I mean, it's two. At the point, he said, come on, it's two. So I said, it's the same fingers. It's okay, two. So how many souls are you bringing? Two. Don't turn your hand, okay, two. Two. Next week is a big service. Big. Come for the celebration of salvation of souls. When you're coming, how many are you bringing? Two. Yes. What's your name? Ria. 
Rhea. It's a beautiful name. Two. Next week is? Two. Two. <laughs> yes, two souls come. It's a big service. The theme of our services is come. Just one word, come. 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 I hope we have flyers to give to everybody today before we go. So you use it to invite souls and come with them. It's come. All we are saying is come. Come to Jesus. We say, come where? We say, come to Jesus. We say, relax. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. So next week is a special service. It's a big service. Souls shall be won. You'll be pleased that you just got saved and a week after you've led somebody else to Christ. You'll be so happy and so glad that you made it. You bring souls to Jesus next week. And you'll be pleased. God bless you. You may go back to your seats. It's communion time. Healings and miracles. For me. Way back on Calvary. The blood. The blood that gives me strength from day to day will never lose its For this moment of miracles, blessings, open doors, let walls be broken, let doors be opened, let there be healings, let there be deliverance, let there be increase, oh God. May our bodies be healed, may our lives be healed, may our families be healed, may relationships be healed. May our souls be restored, O oh God, by the blood, by the blood, by the blood of Jesus. Let there be a restoration of the sick soul, Lord. Let the soul be healed. Let the soul be healed. Let the soul be healed. In the name of Jesus, O oh God, heal minds, Lord. Heal minds, Lord. Let minds be well. Let the minds of your people be well and healthy, Lord. Let thinking be bright and correct, Lord. Thank you, Father, for healing of the mind and healing of the soul. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your blessing. 
Thank you for your blessing on all students. Let this end of year be the best year ever for your people, Lord. By the blood. By the blood. By the blood, Lord. Cover them. Preserve them. Bless them. Give them an upgrade. Give them an upgrade in intelligence. In understanding, Lord. In knowledge. In retaining knowledge, Lord. Increase their capacity, Lord. Sharpen their understanding, oh God. Deliver them from foolishness. Deliver them from dullness, Lord. Let them be sharp and bright, Lord. Let them be the best, oh God. In Jesus' name, Lord. Thank you, Lord. By the blood, Lord. Let marriages be healed. Let relationships be healed, Lord. I speak to relationships. I call forth new and fresh life into marriages and relationships, Lord. Let there be life, Lord. Let there be strength, Lord. Let those who have desire, oh God, for marriage, Lord, let them have marriages, Lord. Let there be weddings in this church, Lord. Let there be weddings, Lord. Let the number of weddings multiply seven times, oh God. Thank you, Father. I break every curse. I break every spell. I break every stronghold that is anti anti marriage, anti relationships, breaking and spoiling homes, Lord. I curse that spirit in the name of Jesus, Lord. Thank you for your blessing. Ah, Naniada Satianda, Nakasiste, Nafia, Tasia, Tabotista. I speak to those walls. I said, Fall. I said, Fall. I said, Fall. I speak to those walls. I declare, Fall. Fall now. Fall now. Now fall. In the name of Jesus. I cast down every imagination. I break every stronghold. I bind every spirit. I bind every devil that is in operation in any mind, any heart, any soul, any life here. I bind that devil by the name of Jesus. I paralyze you. I stop your works and your activities. I declare, I declare from today, from today, the 16th of June, you will no longer advance. You will no longer advance. I stop you from taking even one step further. I stop you. I command you to retreat. I command you to go out, out, out in the name of Jesus. Father, let your people be blessed. Let there be peace. 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 Let your people be normal. Let them be happy. Let there be a restoration of joy and happiness, Lord, in the lives of your people. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. And thank you for your mercies that shall follow us. I bless this bread and I bless this cup like our Savior did on the night before which he was betrayed. I bless it and I declare, this is the body of Christ and this is the blood of Jesus. And as we eat it, we live, we live, and we stare up 
the victories that were won on the on Calvary's cross. May our lives be blessed as we eat it. The body of Christ. Eat all of it. The blood of Jesus. The precious blood of Jesus. Drink all of it. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the power of God. Be filled with the power of God. Where you have lacked satisfaction, may you be satisfied. May your longing eyes and your unquenched thirst be quenched today. Receive answers. Receive peace. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled. And be satisfied. May the Lord make you content in this life. May you have every good thing. Father, your word declares no good thing will you withhold from us. Every good thing that your people have desired. Please, Lord, let them have it today. Let them have it today. Let them have it today. From your treasure box, Lord. From hidden places, Lord. Release unto your people the treasures they have prayed for, they have desired. Receive the treasures. And receive the blessings. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. And for your healing. And your blessing. In Jesus' name. Say amen like you believe it. Amen. God bless you. Take your seats. You're blessed, healed, delivered, promoted, upgraded. You're going higher. You are higher than when you came in. Yes, you're higher. You're walking in higher places. Expect great things. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love Church London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and on Instagram. Have a blessed week.